Welcome to Ardor's Erotic Reflections. In this podcast, Ardor gives you glimpses into some of his stories and talks about his odd and pointless views on gender, sex, and all things erotic. This is a rebroadcast of a 2015 podcast. The story I spoke of is An Orphan of Zur. It's been published to both my website, ardorotica.com, and amazon.com. And don't forget, you can only get the free bonus chapters most of my books have by buying directly through me on ardorotica.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A dot com. I use PayPal, so it's safe, secure, and the best way to buy my books. Stop by my website today and get a free ebook and see how simple it is to put my books on your favorite device. Hi, and welcome to the ninth episode of Ardor's Erotic Reflections. Don't forget about my other podcast, though, Art Erotica. On that podcast, I read excerpts from some of my stories and talk about the trouble I get into. You have to go to my website, arterotica.com, to get that show. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A dot com. You'll find the show on my podcast page, where you can use the feed link to subscribe to it through iTunes or any other podcatcher that you like to use. You can also listen to it directly from my website. It's all free, but you'll have to go to my website to check it out. I've been working on a short story in the world of Planet Zur. It's different characters and a slightly different view of life on Zur. It's coming out really great and should be ready in August sometime. A lot of exciting stuff coming up soon. While we're talking about new stuff, I just published a short story on Amazon, The Mysterious Madame Zelda. It's a hypnodom story. An annoying audience member heckles Madame Zelda. She brings him up on stage and teaches him a lesson in humiliation. Then, after the show, he and his girlfriend go backstage. Madame Zelda brings out the dom in his girlfriend and the submissive in him. It's a good time for all. And since it's a short story, a little over 10,000 words, I'm selling it for a mere 99 cents. Go check it out while you can, because I'm probably not going to leave it up forever. So, it's been a while since I've posted an episode of my other podcast, Art Erotica. I've really been in the mood to read a dirty dirty story. I do have a lot of free stuff I'm going to be posting soon, so I think I'm going to start with one of them. I have lots to choose from. There's a clothed female nude male story, a femdom tease and denial story, and the Planet Zur short story. You'll just have to go over to my website and check out episode 10 to see what I've decided to go with. The episode is up and ready to listen right now, so go check it out. Now on to my thought of the moment. Caitlyn Jenner is in the news as I work on this podcast. I don't really want to talk about her so much as what she's made me think of. The idea of gender. I think that's the thing that most people have a problem understanding. The fact that gender is an idea, not an actual body part. So much of what we think of as male and female is actually just stuff we've all made up and agreed upon. Boys play with trucks, girls play with dolls. Boys are rough and like to play in the dirt. Girls are dainty, delicate, and don't like icky things. All of this stuff is just things we made up. And so many of us have agreed upon this, that it seems like fact, not just an idea. 
And yes, it is fact for some people. A lot of boys like to play in the dirt, and a lot of girls hate icky things. That only makes it seem like it should be fact for all of us. It's really not, though. Having traveled in the BDSM world for 15 or 20 years now, I've met a lot of people who either blur the gender lines or outright stomp all over them. The thing about Caitlyn Jenner, for me, isn't that she used to be a man and is now a woman. I've seen that often enough, and that's not that big a deal to me. What I wonder is, does she know how truly lucky she is? While I'm sure this transition wasn't easy for her, it was probably what cost her her marriage, and no small amount of emotional pain. Being rich and famous has made her path so very different than those without the money and celebrity that she has. Most of the people who transition from one sex to the other have a much harder time of it. It often costs them friends and family. It makes it hard for them to find or keep work. The surgery that Caitlin so easily afforded is often far beyond their reach. So they either live projecting a gender they don't believe in, or aren't nearly as passable as Caitlin has made herself. They make huge sacrifices and throw their lives into incredible upheaval in order to become who they feel they really are inside. I have to admit that when I first met some of these people, I was completely confused by them. I mean, these were obviously men in dresses, and in one case, a woman in pants, so to speak, that didn't look anything near passable. Why would you do that to yourself, I wondered? Why would you try to be a woman or a man if there was no way you could really achieve it? That made me think of an interview that Dustin Hoffman did about playing Tootsie. I'll, I'll post the link in the show notes. The main idea, though, was that he realized that they couldn't make him look like a beautiful woman. And the woman that they could make him look like was the type that he, as a man, would have ignored because she wasn't beautiful. And the key thing here is looks. We put so much emphasis on looks, especially for women, that it completely confuses most people as to why someone will go to so much trouble and work to become an ugly woman rather than stay the average-looking man that they were born. The funny thing is, even Caitlin made a comment at the ESPY Awards the other night that I thought was very interesting. When talking about the American women's soccer team, she said, Ladies, you clean up well. She didn't compliment them on their sportsman, or sportswomanship, their skills or dedication to the sport. She complimented them on their looks. Because no matter what a woman accomplishes, society values her looks the most. So why would someone do this to themselves? The answer to that question is that they feel living their lives as the gender they were assigned, yet don't feel any part of, is worse than not being who they feel they truly are. Now, that answer may not fit everyone, and even if it does, not everyone is probably willing to accept it. The thing is, you don't have to agree with them, and you don't even have to understand them. What you have to do is treat them as you would anyone else, because that's part of what it means to live in a civilized society. You tolerate the beliefs and lifestyle choices of others, even though you don't believe in them yourself. Most of these people just want to live life as they believe they were meant to be. They aren't here to destroy your way of life or convert your children, they just want to get through the day like everyone else. Getting back to Caitlin, though, I can't help the sneaking suspicion that she is trying to be a man's view of what a woman should be. Now, I know that's probably not very politically correct of me to say, and I'm, I'm not trying to come down on her or anything. 
And maybe it's way off base. I don't know. It's just something I wonder about. I'm not claiming to have any answer here. I'm just wondering. I find the psychology of this kind of stuff fascinating. Even though Caitlin always felt like a woman, she still lived most of her life as a male. And more importantly, the early impressionable years of her life were as a male. She was exposed to the world as a male. She had male experiences and viewed the world as a male. How could she possibly have anything other than a male's view of what a woman is? I don't really know the answer to that question, and I don't know that I can know the answer to that question. But I like to think about this kind of stuff. It's sort of a mental exercise for me. I do believe that gender is, for the most part, something that we've all made up. I also believe that things aren't nearly as black and white as some people would prefer them to be. Gender, and even sexuality, is more flexible for some people. I think that's a good thing. We should be given some room, some flexibility, even if we choose to live by the stereotypical labels we're given. Well, I think that's enough for now. Thanks for listening to Ardor's Erotic Reflections. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out his other podcast, Art Erotica. You'll find it on his podcast page on his website, arterotica.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A.com. It's also free and has excerpts of some of the stories. Listen, subscribe, and see you next time on Ardor's Erotic Reflections.